Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I've had one of those couple of days where I keep thinking about a thing I had to say and <gasps> totally forgot. Uh huh. I I'm sure no one picked up on this, but when you asked me, "Oh, how was your weekend? You went away somewhere." I just, like, froze. Yeah, and then that's why I moved on to asking you about something else, because you have told me explicitly, stop asking me about my weekend. Yes, yeah, 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 and I appreciate that. But the thing was, I, it was because I had an excellent story, <laughs> and my mind couldn't retrieve it. There was a retrieval error. So what you're saying is that me asking you how your weekend is, is often actually a good thing no, to no, ask. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not saying that. Because that's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> So I think what happened is I went, uh, good, yeah, saw, um, what do you call them? Livestock. And then we moved on. Yeah. Let me tell you about the journey there oh, on the train. Please do. Normal train, mm-hmm. not first class, not, don't think you have business class on trains. Uh, no, you just have first class and <clears throat> poor people. Yeah, and we're, we're in the proletariat section and it's it's going up to Manchester Lovely, and a beautiful part of the country. Is it? Manchester's gorgeous, mate. It's when a, we went there, there was an abandoned pram in a rainy car park. That was at a bad Premier Inn. <laughs> <laughs> you can't judge the whole of Manchester. It's the on, last an image. On that one bad Premier Inn. It's the one snapshot I've had. That would be like me judging all of London based on the Premier Inn I stayed in um, quite recently. Top notch. No, because it was broadly fine. It was the yeah, exact yeah. same as all other there Premier Inns. But I wouldn't judge all of London based upon that one Premier Inn experience. Anywho, yeah. on the train, there's not many people in the carriage. And on get like two people get on who look like they're something. And they're talking loud. And you know when people, we don't have it, unfortunately, but super famous people or people who have been on TV or in bands, they just always look... TV, don't you think? 
They look, they look like they're TV ready at all times. Yeah. Well, Dawn French doesn't because she quite famously wears the same thing every day and doesn't put any makeup on because she wants to annoy uh, this paparazzi that's been chasing her for 20 years. In general, though. In general. So these two people get on and they're being very loud and I'm trying to do my Sudoku puzzles oh. and it's annoying. But then my my ear starts to pick up on it and they're talking like, yeah, and I tried to book Lee Ryan to play... Um, the whatever this place is, but you know, you know Lee Ryan, don't you know Lee? And he's like, yeah, Lee, she's just such a liability. <laughs> and, and Lee Ryan is from Blue. Yes. The it, 90s boy band Blue. Yes, if you are not from the UK, Lee Ryan was once upon a time famous for being in a boy band called Blue. Uh, my wife went to go see Blue in concert and she uh, had a sign that was in the car with them on the car ride there that said, honk if you love Blue. Did anyone honk? I think a few people did honk at them, uh, and my wife still has that sign to this day. Oh, that's sweet. So, and yet she was trying to make me throw away all my DVDs. Come on. Uh, and I'm listening to them. I'm like, okay, these people are something. This is actually more interesting than the Sudoku puzzle. And I'm listening to them, and I'm trying to pick, because they were right in front of us. I'm trying to peer through the seat to see their faces. It was a table situation. One of them was directly facing me. Mm -hmm. There was just a chair in the way with this other guy who I couldn't see. I'm like, and he's got tattoos all over his face. It's Simon Cowell. <laughs> he's got tattoos all over his face. I'm like, God, he looks so familiar. Which one of the bad boys was he? Oh, so he was, do you think he was part of a band? Yeah, I was like, he is definitely in that 90s boy group. Can I hazard a guess? Was it someone from E17? No, oh. it was not Brian Harvey. Oh. My first thought too. <laughs> was it one of the ones from Five? Yes. <gasps> no, was it, it the small one? It was Abs. <laughs> <laughs> not Jay, the one who was 20 years older than everyone else. No, no. The one with the PS2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Simon Amstel, Jake. Uh, Abs was in front of me. Wow. He's got a duck. Because I just... I was, you say he's got a duck? He's got a diamond oh. tattooed on his cheek. Is it a diamond or is it a tear? No, it was a diamond. You'll see it. It's, right. it, it's like the shape of a classic diamond. Abs, five. Abs, yeah. love. English rap. Is that his full name? Yep. Uh, abs is with a, a Z as well. Yeah, of course. Oh, you're right, it is a diamond. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's heavily tattooed. Yeah, he is. And if he didn't have that diamond tattoo on his cheek, I wouldn't have been able to find him on Google <laughs> because actually all British bad boys from that era, mm -hmm. Robbie Williams aside, look exactly the same. Yeah, they do, don't they? Well, you know, that was the genius of the marketing, wasn't it? Putting these bands together mm. was making them, they all look the same. And therefore, you're going to buy their records as well because they look like the other ones. So yeah, there it was. Abs. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I build it up too much? No, no, not at all. I think this is a new segment that we can introduce. <laughs> Who's the least famous person you've ever seen on a train? What was fascinating? <laughs> bought at WrestleTalk.com. They were going up to Manchester to do a, a, a corporate gig. Oh, you, I mean... You and I saw who did we so see? Solid so Solid Crew, three members of yes. Yeah. At a, well, I mean that's it's difficult to get all of So Solid Crew together. There was like eighteen mm. of them. It's like getting trying to get all the polyphonic spree together. <laughs> um, yeah, we saw three of So Solid Crew, didn't we, at the YouTube Christmas party pre-pandemic? Banging! Oh, it was great, wasn't it? They played twenty-one seconds. I think that was probably about and it. We left. Yeah, we left. 
that but that was the exact sort of gig that they would have been going to a sort of corporate just for money exactly not for the fans go up on stage you go slam dunk the funk mm. put it up if you got that feeling I think he only plays his new stuff <laughs> no, no, no I don't know no, I was going to say no if you're booking abs from five yeah. you're booking him to do slam dunk the funk and get on up yes when, when you're, you're down, down baby, baby take a good look around i know it's not much but it's okay keep on moving on anyway are they the same song they're different <laughs> no songs. those are different songs good. slam dunk the funk's a, a different song to mm. that one to get on up and they also did uh, a cover of queen's everybody get up sing it, it. one uh, two, two three four five will make it get down sing it God, down. they had quite a few <laughs> yeah they did do a cover of queen, queen. was it was it um uh not wasn't we are champions it was boom boom shh. We boom, will rock boom. you. We, did they do We Will Rock You? I'm pretty sure they Rocky did. did We Will Rock You for A Knight's Tale. Five. We will rock you. They did. Oh, my God. That is brilliant. Yeah, they did. And they did it with Queen. I think Brian May was part of it. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was a song written with Brian May, recorded by British rock band Queen, and Five. Luke, by the way, listeners, just Googled Five with automatically with the correct <laughs> spelling of five which is the number five ive yeah yes i mean how else are you gonna, i'm not just gonna search for five but the amount of results i'll get from google for just googling <laughs> the number five try googling early noughties emo rock band a <laughs> see on that i would have to type a monkey kong and that should then get me in the right direction of where I'm trying to get to. Is that a song of theirs? Oh, yeah, that was from A vs. Monkey Kong, which oh. is the album I would uh, know them from. Are you the album afterwards? Yeah, I'm a basic boy you're, coming you're nothing. in. Nothing. <laughs> or Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm A vs. Monkey Kong. Song's gone wrong. They called it Monkey Kong. So back to Abs. He is on his way. And the guy who was with him, it was at this point I was like, oh, okay, so this guy is like Abs's producer agent kind of guy or they're at least working together on this corporate and it gig. explains how they both know lee ryan yeah I, i'm sure he you know does the same thing for lee ryan maybe and well he said to abs goes like he's such a liability <laughs> <laughs> well apparently abs doesn't answer his phone enough either <laughs> so, that was that was a, a little part of the conversation <laughs> off the record and they 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 were going to they, they were going to do a performance for an accountant's company. <laughs> um, and, you know, Abs is a, he's an edgy kind of guy. He's got a diamond tattoo. Sure is, yeah. So the eight, I could tell that Abs was like, oh. is, is this what I've come to? And the other guy said, but you know, like, and immediately in an attempt to save face, but you know, they're one of these new cool accountancy companies. <laughs> you know, they, they don't wear suits. <laughs> This is like this is Alan Partridge having a conversation with Lynn. Yeah. And Lynn's just like the free badged at your fool. Yeah. The free badged accountancy. Well that was that was my abs experience. Yeah. Who's the least famous person you've ever seen on a train? Do let mm-hmm. us know. Support at WrestleTalk.com. I mean, I and I am one of them. I've actually been uh, spotted on the train, on the tube, Jubilee line, twice in the last month. The, the last month. So I was sat next to a lad. This was uh, Last week I got recognised by someone um, and he asked if I was going to Board Game Expo. We just chatted about that, basically. Then I was sat next to a guy and he was watching your WrestleTalk News. 
from that day. Mm. And he watched about two minutes of it, closed the video, moved on to something else. Oh. And then... <laughs> Cheers for the click, I guess. <laughs> and then he went to No Rolls Bard. Oh. And he like just scrolled No Rolls Bard stuff, <laughs> didn't actually click on a video, just scrolled it, scrolled back down, clicked off that, and then went to Cultaholic, clicked onto one of their videos, watched two, three minutes of it, clicked and moved it down. And I was like, sort of like, you know, actually we discovered this is what screen stalking is called. When you are next to someone on a train and you're watching their screen. So I'm just sort of keeping that there and looking to see, is it going to go to the Rust Talk podcast? Because we'd have just done a show. Like we'd have just done Dynamite or Raw or something. It was like, is he going to open up ours? Because he's not going to recognize me. If he goes to Rust Talk's main channel or No Rolls Bar, he probably won't know who I am. And he's just, and he doesn't go to the Rust Talk podcast channel. I don't think I even saw it was subscribed to it. And then we got off the train and he stood up and he went, I did the cultaholic thing to rib you, by the way. No! <laughs> oh, that's He's, nice work. He saw me get on the tube and sit down next to him. And he was trying to, like, tell me without telling me that he knew who I was by going to the Wrestle Talk YouTube channel, going to No Rolls Bard. And then he clicked to no, uh, cultaholic to rib me. That's a, that's a funny guy. Mm. Um, I, I just assumed he was trying to... I know this guy who... Where have I seen this guy from? <laughs> yeah. And he's going through all the Is channels. It abs? <laughs> all right, let's get into the main portion of this show. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about in the uh, emails. It's a bad segue. Uh, here is the show. Before we get into our sponsor, it was Johnny Elite. Yes, and before you, because uh, there, there are a few people who are already quite angry at us for our title and thumbnail, I've had tweets about it. <gasps> I have seen the chat already quite annoyed at us. <gasps> we were at 63% thumbs up oh, when the video went live. That's no good. I thought it was okay. Yeah, and I don't think they made it, a mistake. I don't, well, I, I don't think it's a botch at all. And I think if anyone who was expecting Joy Gargano, probably more on you than it is anything else. But they tweet, the botch is the tweet. The botch, the botch is the tweet, but I also think that's quite funny. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, I think some people think that we are negging on AEW for nah. making this mistake. I think, personally, it's quite hilarious. It's a hilarious mistake, um, or a sign that plans changed. <laughs> Did Johnny Gargano walk out he on pulled AEW? Out at the last minute. He was booked to main event a pay-per-view, and he was like, uh, you're going to have to stop disrespecting Johnny. And also, we thought it was very funny that we could put up a thumbnail that was called The Wrong Johnny. It's slang in Britain for condoms. Yes. It also is my least favourite Wallace and Gromit adventure. Oh, very good. <laughs> We've got a sponsor today. It's Manscaped. Speaking of Johnny's, take care of what it's attached to. Manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. Use our promo code WTTV because Father's Day is coming up. And what better gift to give your father than lovely body and beard grooming? Yeah, I use... I, well, Manscaped has sponsored us for years. I've been a loyal Manscaped user God, yeah, for probably about three years now. My my fingernails right now, they were they were snipped last night by Manscaped's <gasps> little um 
I've forgotten grooming 2.0 kit. Whatever oh, really? It's so yes. I because I use the lawnmower 4.0 to do side of my face and to, to do, do my pits. Do a little bit sort of like of manscaping mm. and also do the old bunce. Mm. It's terrific for that, by the way. I have not found a better nose uh, trimmer. That's what I was about to say. And I also then have the obviously you know the ball deodorant is is terrific, mm. but that nose trimmer it yeah. keeps them. Very nice and because I am, you know, as people who listen to the audio version of this podcast, I'm going to be 40 in a few years. So I find it's a very good way because I'm getting the old flick out ones. Just, they come out of nowhere. I've had them for years and there is no hair thicker on my body than the ones that sprout from the back of my nostrils. Butthole. Sorry. Oh, okay. Nostrils. Yeah. That honestly, you know, like how they, there's that fact where a spider's web. If like that was scaled up to human size, it would be a gazillion times stronger than steel. My nose has a similarly strong in like that tactile way. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. You could stab someone with it. <laughs> but now because you've got manscaped, just get up there. <laughs> oh, it's superb. So you can get 20% off plus free shipping by clicking our link in the video description down below and using our promo code WTTV. Really worth it. Absolutely. Right, so this episode of Dynamite opened on the the third semi-final. The, no, this was the final semi-final. No, the it was third the third quarter final. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I don't know what a semi is. Was, there's been so many qualifying matches. <laughs> like, but where are we in this tournament? Yes, no, you're right. It was the third quarter final. Third quarter final. We had the fourth quarter final on this show as well. Samoa Joe versus surprise entrant. And on screen, Johnny Elite comes up. I, I don't, I'm like, I just see Johnny because Johnny came up first. We're talking a matter of nanoseconds. Johnny comes up first. It, I, I'm just going to correct you there. It says Johnny Elite from the get-go. Right away, does it? Right away. Because, okay. So we had this discussion in the office. Mm. So, yeah, it comes up saying Johnny Elite and John Mor- the former John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, uh, Johnny Impact. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Game Changer is he also going by as well. He comes out and they announce him as Johnny Elite making his AEW debut. Not signed by AEW. He is not all elite. He was just here to be a fun entrant into the tournament. He's and a bloody joker. He's a bloody joker, and out the door he goes. So I came into the... And I, I said last week I didn't think it was Johnny Gargano, and I think Sean Ross Sapp had put out a report uh, a few hours before Dynamite started saying the Garganos are not the Jokers, because some people thought that Candice LeRae mm. was going to be the women's Joker. So I went into the show pretty confident, like almost 100% sure, Johnny Gargano was not it. So when he came up with Johnny Lee, I was like, oh, it's John Morrison. That's a fun little thing. And really helped by the fact that two seconds after his name comes up, he walks out and you see who it is. But you, uh, did so you thought it was Gargano. Oh, yeah. Call me uh, someone just quick to jump to conclusions. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the word Johnny. And I thought, holy crap, it's Johnny Gargano. And, you know, this is on me. Because that AEW have never dropped any hints. There's nothing in being the elite. It's not like when Ric Flair was starting to be teased, or what? Weren't there some Jeff Hardy teases around before? There have been uh, Bret Hart teases. Bret Hart teases, totally. AEW do you know put stuff out there? CM the, Punk. Yeah, but there's been nothing for Gargano. So this no. is a hundred percent on me. Just going, well, who's a free agent? This could happen. Yeah. 
but I saw Johnny, and of course the first thing in my mind was Gargano. And yes, it said Elite right underneath it, but in this two, it's two seconds, remember, before yeah. he walks out. My mind's like, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny is Elite. I'm just I'm just filling in blanks. So, but then it was John Morrison, Johnny Elite. He walks out, and I just go, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. Okay, you are yeah, yeah. That's cool as well, I guess. So I came into the office today, and I said, "Man, like I was really surprised at the reaction that that Morrison got when he came out because like it comes up on the screen, Johnny Elite, Monster Pop, strong reaction, strong reaction. I said, Probably oh. for Gargano. Well, that's what Adam said. I was like, I was really surprised, and then Adam and Andy were both like, "Yes," because everyone thought it was Johnny Gargano, and I was like, "Oh, is that what happened? Did it say Johnny and then and people thought it was that?" Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, that's that's what happened." So I went back and I watched it, and then I was like. And I said, no, it just says Johnny Elite, and they're reacting to that. And they're like, yeah, they think it's Johnny Gargano. And I disagree with that mm. so strongly, because if this crowd thought that it was Johnny Gargano, and then they realized it wasn't, they would have then booed John Morrison. Or would you have done what I did and gone, oh, God, it's Johnny Gargano. Oh, 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 it's jo yeah, that also makes sense. Um... Yeah. I disagree because... And you do it politely. No, that's that's exactly what Adam said. He said that was a polite... Because uh, that was a sustained pop. The pop was the same level as when his name came up and when he came out. It was a sustained reaction. People were reacting to him, not the idea of Johnny Gargano. And Adam said they wouldn't have booed him. And I said, tell that to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> have you... No but, like, this one, the... Like, it's... It's on the audience for thinking it. Have you never done that thing where you're like, oh, great to see... Uh yeah, yeah, great to see you. <laughs> yeah. When you like misremember who someone is. Yeah. So I'd be interested to hear from anybody if you were there. I'm sure we, you know we get a lot of people who often go to the shows live. Texas, great crowd. Absolutely. I thought uh, maybe it was just a bit of Texas hospitality. That's, I've heard it's a very nice place. So uh, look, the funny thing is, is that AEW's own Twitter account. Then what did they post? So it, to, to be clear, it was not AEW's uh, Twitter account. It's AEW on TNT's right. Twitter account. So it's a TNT, it's a Time Warner run social media account. They put out Johnny Gargano is the Joker with a video of Johnny Elite. Mm. And they very quickly then deleted it and tagged the right person to say he is the Joker. Yeah. Very funny. It is quite funny, isn't it? Because... <laughs> Yeah, like, I would imagine that there probably were people in that building that saw Johnny and thought it was Gargano. Like, I don't think that is completely out of the realms of possibility. But I think, going by that pop, most people figure that's who it was, and when they saw him, knew it was. Because, like, I just think if people thought it was Johnny Gargano, they would have booed. Can you hear that? It sounds like a poll. Oh, wait a oh. So, well, what do we want to do this poll as, though? Is Luke wrong? Do <laughs> I mean... Let's do that then. No, 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 no. Um, so, did you think it was Johnny Gargano? Oh, did do you think the crowd were cheering for Johnny Elite or Johnny Johnny um, John Morrison? God, even I'm doing it now. So, okay, so we got there are three op poll options here. Was Luke wrong? Is Luke wrong? <laughs> Always a great one. Um, did you think it was going to be Johnny Gargano? Were the crowd reacting to Johnny Gargano or John Johnny Elite? Mm-hmm. Like which John, which Johnny were they reacting? Were to? the crowd reacting? Let's let's. What do... were the crowd reacting to? Gargano yeah. or Morrison? Yeah, which, I think we say Morrison. Which Johnny so, yeah. did people pop for? Gargano, Elite. Nice. 
or, or ah, see, this is which Johnny did the crowd pop for, or which Johnny did you pop for, voter? No, I think what the, the, the crowd. We're talking about for. the crowd. Let's talk about okay. the crowd. Let's get that poll live. Uh, we'll just recap what happened in this segment. At least it was nice and clear for Mod Mother on what the poll <laughs> yeah, is. She's got that. <laughs> uh, Ali- John Johnny Elite John Morrison, I thought was so good in this match. Yeah, he like it was like this is what I wanted him to be in his WWE run. Cartwheels, four fifty splashes, just insane parkour style offense. He got a lot of the early part. Ad break comeback. Samoa Joe rightfully is like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. Chop, 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 muscle buster. Yeah, this was, uh, I said in the office earlier, this match slapped and it was mostly Samoa Joe slapping John Morrison mm-hmm. around because he, like I wrote my notes at one point, this feels like a fight because at times they felt like they were about to go to a spot but didn't quite know which spot they were going to. So Samoa Joe just hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and they did that quite a few times. And that's just what Joe does. Joe's like, no, I'm just going to just mm-hmm. doofy in the nonce now. And I, I thought it was so, I thought it was just thoroughly entertaining um i'm really really enjoying joe in aew i'm really enjoying his run and i think i think he's probably heading to the final of this tournament now which i didn't think at the start of it yeah you think of joe cole yeah joe cole final because of course like he'll be fate spoiler for what happens in the fourth quarterfinal later on in the episode kyle o'reilly won so do we want to see kyle versus Adam Cole, not me, really. I don't think it will work storyline-wise. Also, I think O'Reilly's in that eight-man tag. Yeah, good point. Uh, Joe versus Cole, it's kind of like an interesting clash of NXT generations. And Ring of Honor generations. God damn, yeah, totally right. Yeah. Keep forgetting Ring of Honor's a thing, even, <laughs> even though it is brought up a lot. You weren't there in the parking lot. <laughs> you uh, After that, when Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh came down, beat up Joe, targeted his his shoulder with the lead pipe so that will play into some storyline thing but the best friends then made the save did i miss something here why did the best friends save him i think they've been involved in this before i think they've done something on rampage i can't remember anything on rampage i feel like they did i feel like they were down after jay lethal's match with um Takeshita. okay okay that makes sense so i think they have been Involved. However, having said that, Rapongi Vice then cut a promo later on saying, "Like, actually, we're going to do something else as well. Going to fight for FTR's ROH Championship." And, and I and I wish them luck. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, let's get into your Omega chats to see uh, Johnny Who. <laughs> should, should I try the, the joke again? I don't even know how to set this up. I made you really laugh in the you office. You really made me laugh. Do I, do I need to do a setup line for I you? Know. I don't even know what the... Well, Johnny is... Yeah, explain what Johnny is again. So, in British slang, Johnny is a condom. They better have a rubber match then. <laughs> It is a good joke Cheers, because Cheers. rubber is also slang in Britain for condom. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your Omega chats in there. Jack Nichols says, we've got Johnny at home. Mom, not that Johnny. Very bottom heavy episode <laughs> this week. Did Y2J go over the allotted time or have AEW forgotten the art of pacing? Very rushed near the end of this show. Phoenix match was awesome, as was the hangar match, but... Takeshita. Takeshita. Takeshita is the most unfortunate name. I don't think it is. Oh, if you read it phonetically, it's Takesh. So, uh, well, but no. that's not how you say it. Well, now Vinny's got to do some editing on the podcast. No, no, because I was reading something different phonetically. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the intention. No, no, I know, but he's still got to edit that. Out? Well, he's got to, edit, he's got to put a little bleep sound no, over it. No, that'll be fine. Um... The Guilty Hat. I might be in the minority, but as a 27-year-old wrestling fan who has fond memories of 2006 to 2010 WWE, I will never be sad to see Johnny Elite on my TV, though part of me wishes they gave him the name Johnny Wrestling to really poke Twitter (laughs) for the heat. So when I was like putting this uh, episode together, because I... I hadn't thought about the Gargano thing at all until I came into the office and Andy and Adam and Pete pointed out and said like, do you not think people thought it was Johnny Gargano? I was like, oh, wow, that, it hadn't even crossed my mind. So I went on to Twitter to have a look. And I was actually surprised at the amount of people that didn't. Mm. Like, I, you know, you search for Johnny Elite and there was a handful of people being like, oh, I thought it might have been Johnny Gargano. But the majority of people were just like, oh, cool, Johnny Elite is here. But I was, yeah, so I was surprised. However, I wish they had gone with that Johnny Wrestling because <laughs> that would have been very funny. Especially if he was a heel. Mm. Like Morris, like sometimes he does change his last name for heel purposes. Speaking of which... How does this tie into Sanjay Dutt's promo last week? Uh, I guess the surprise was the lead pipe that they were going to attack him with after the match. I don't like it either. <laughs> but that's that's I assume that's the justification. Charles Berg, I'd prefer when Gargano debuts, he wins. Plus, I've always liked Johnny Nitro, Morrison, Mundo, Superstar, Impact, Blaze, Ultra, Elite. You've forgotten his best name, Charles Berg. Johnny Pornhub. The mayor of Slamville. Oh, was it... 
Slam, Slam like Town. Slam the Town. mayor of Slam Town, I think it was. Might be one of the worst things. Is it worse than Swolverine? No, Swolverine's great. That was terrible. I agree with Luke about my chat on Tuesday. I do have all-time great Ultra <laughs> Chats, and Tuesday was below the standard I set. Well, yeah. it's good that you're recognising that. I haven't stopped thinking about how bad it was. <laughs> I woke up at 2am last night and I was just like, what was Charles what was on about? Thinking? What was he thinking with that? Hector Rodriguez, Menberg for five months. When I heard Johnny, I was like, it can't be Gargano. Then I saw Hennigan. Oh yeah, that's another one of his <laughs> names. I was like, are you effing serious? I think your reaction to it in your edited review is the most... That's the perfect reaction to this, which is, oh, oh cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. That's not. That's what I wrote in my kind notes. Kind of on me. Yeah, I wrote literally in my notes here. This is dot dot dot. Okay, I guess. Yeah, it was a nice. That I think that was a surprising thing. Of course, the other joke was Makiito. Both nice little cameos. Yeah. Um, I guess like because we always see debuts in AEW as a new addition to the roster. They're going to have you know great storylines where they're lost in a tag team feud for a bit. The it's when it is just like a gentle cameo. It's like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot you do these as well, like the 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 homicide one with yeah. Eddie Kingston. So yeah, I, it's totally on us. Uh, Cobain one three one. Is it? Can it be? It is. Johnny Rongano <laughs> <laughs> is here on Dynamite. Also, as I said a couple of weeks ago, they are selling Cody tattoos, and Luke once again, you must buy them. We did talk about it as being a punishment thing that we could buy them and then like or, for a week yeah. or the other thing I was thinking is we could buy them all have them on our necks and do like a whole week's worth of videos and never reference that we're, we've got them like, like the, the John hair. hair like the John Cena hair thing. I think a punishment is that's 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 good that's juicy Noah Fortner the edible hit joined Samoa Joe <laughs> is this the guy who's stoned all the time me and Sully, I can't remember if it's you. The edible hit joined Smurjo's Joe's entrance and good God the scream I let out when the word Johnny popped up. But then I read the rest and realised it was not the Johnny I thought it was, but still genuinely a lovely surprise and fun match. That's, that, that's it. That's the reaction. Everyone's reaction to this is just like, oh, that's, that's all right, I, love, I guess. Totally fine. Uh, Riot DR. Hey, yo. And I honestly believe this Johnny reveal was a good choice. Johnny, all names, is still an amazing wrestler and doesn't need a Danielson Punk level hype de debut. Not sure about the hair, though. And also, like, this is this is more like <laughs> Eric Redbeard um, at the at Revolution. Mm. This is just a, a one-off thing. He's not signed with the company. He just came in, got his payday, and off he goes again. And finally for now, Tails P. Hey, Ollie. D-A-D-Lo. It's a new name. I thought it was Gargano too. Maybe if it said Johnny Dynamite, that's what I was thinking. I would have thought it was Johnny Nitro, but Johnny Mundo didn't even cross my mind until he came out. Also, does he set up the slow-mo cam himself? I think that is. He goes in there and he's like, oh, please, mister, can I have a slow-mo cam for my entrance, please? Uh, keep getting your Omega chats into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Do we have a result? We don't have a result yet. However, halfway through the poll, and it is currently 54 to 46, people thinking they were reacting to Morrison, not Gargano. Mm. So that is uh, that split, though. It's very close. Mm -hmm. uh, keep getting your chats in. I mean, I am right, but... Yep, you can't. Yeah, there's, well, there's still time to you know, <laughs> vote the other way. Uh, 
Manscaped before we get in for the full dynamite. Absolutely. Manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. Get yourself the best grooming option possible for your father this coming Father's Day. We all genuinely use Manscaped here in the office. They've been very, very good sponsors to us over the years. Uh, I use it normal, every other day, I suppose, to, to do my bonds and just to sort of tidy myself up a little bit. And I feel genuinely good off the back of it as well. Mm. Lawnmower, lawnmower 4.0. It's very good. Uh, I think all of the stuff you get into the travel bag and everything and all like the accoutrement you get with it. Oh, yeah, the travel bag's cool. Is, that's, that's premium. Yeah, is very, very nice. And you can get 20% off your order and, hey, what's that? Free shipping. Anywhere. International. In, uh, international. You want to talk Australia? That's included. It's all about your balls. Manscaped, baby. Or, or wherever you want. Like, can you see that? Oh yeah, do you that do your? I do my. I do my. Do you do your armpits? I get. I feel like when they're long, they How get. How long wetter. do they get? Oh, I grow quick. Like for a month, probably length of your beard. No. Probably a bit longer in some hairs. Yeah. So I shave it, and it just doesn't get as sweaty. Mm. It's easier to just. You are quite a hairy man. Aren't very you? hairy. Yeah. The, like I said, the nose hairs. <laughs> Right, this episode of Dynamite, we had that as the opener, and then we went backstage, it's Jeff Hardy's, he's been medically cleared Somehow. to compete, and the Young Bucks come in, and they have this great sort of interaction with them, kind of negging Jeff, like, oh man, at your age, should you be taking those kind of bumps? Which is what the Bucks should do. They are both doing a kayfabe thing that makes sense, negging Jeff, and also making fun of all of us last week, who said he shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yeah, I, know. I thought it was so great. I thought Matt then jumping on me and like, you should focus less on being hardy cosplayers. Mm. Uh, and if you get involved in tonight, I'm going to beat you up. After that, we had just a star-making performance in a feud that that's totally separate to this. Just a phenomenal all-round accomplishment here. Uh, CM Punk comes out first, and he's on commentary. And the match is Hangman Page versus... Konosuku Takeshita. Takeshita. I think I said it a different way every time I said it. That's the best way to do it. I do that in any time I have an Akada. Like, if I've got to read Akada's name in a list video, I'll say it in five different ways. Because then I annoy five different people. Um So this was... Takeshita... Takshita, 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 Takeshita, Jesus, Takeshita's, Takeshita's, Takeshita's first Dynamite match. He had the Rampage match against Jay Lethal last week. Two weeks ago, I think it was, which was awesome. Yeah, that's that was actually my first exposure to the lad. And when he came out, and I was my first thought was like, bloody Ellie's tall. Yeah, and he's like a really like he's a good looking lad, and he just he looks like a star already. He comes out and he's like super tall in this. And I thought the match he had with Jay Lethal was awesome. So, so great. Particularly from like, you know, first time I've ever seen the lad wrestle. And then here in this match, Crivens. This was just superb. Crivens. He, yeah, it was hard hitting from the outset. 
and he got over instantly in front of this crowd. Uh, German suplexes like right on his head, he'll pop up, no sell it. Uh, dual halluva kicks, they sort of ran at each other. It was really back and forth. And, you know, credit to both guys, probably Hangman even more so. This was a predictable match. There is no way Hangman Page is losing here two weeks out from the world title match against, no offence, an almost complete unknown. Yes. Yet still, I was fully into this and the crowd was so into some near falls at the, at the end. They gave him a stand innovation. Yeah, this is one of those matches where we talked about this when Kenny Omega was champion. Look at that triple threat at Double or Nothing last year against Cassidy and Pac. Mm. No one thought that Omega was losing that belt. However, he's so yeah. good at selling near falls that it made he made the crowd believe he could lose his title that night. And I think that Hanger did the same thing here. He made people believe that he might lose here. And I was thinking like, is this just gonna set up a title match for next week or something? Maybe that's what they'll do. And like, they'll do a real surprise, like, oh my God, he just pinned the champion. Mm. Um, I thought this was absolutely awesome, but bloody hell, the suplexes and landings of this. And like Takesh's selling yeah. of like the, the landings that he was taking. But there's also this brilliant story that was running throughout this, which is Hangman Page being distracted by mm. CM Punk on commentary. CM Punk last week, in his match, hit the punk shot lariat um, to, to get the win. And when Paige went out to do the buckshot, all he was doing was staring a hole in CM Punk and was just like, and Punk's there going like, you know, probably should be looking at me though, should he? Probably should be mm. focusing on the match. Punk's commentary was excellent. Punk's though. commentary was excellent. And because we have got a new edict here that we are not going to get political on this show, he was wearing a t-shirt. He, he wore a t-shirt. I don't recognize the band. Yep. Uh, he, he, that joke really made me laugh in the news. Yeah, he certainly did wear a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and he in Texas. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say either way where I, where I uh, whether I agree or disagree. Oh, just pointing out he was the man was wearing a t-shirt. I'm just saying the man wore a t-shirt. Wore a t-shirt. But he was so good on commentary because he is in Hangman's head. Mm. He is living there rent-free. It's definitely that way round, isn't it? 100% I don't is. feel like Hangman is getting much into Punk. And that's the story. Punk's the veteran. Yeah, and like Punk knows that he's in his head. Mm. Because last week, when, Hank, when Punk won with the Punk Shot Lariat and he got the win, Hangman, what does he do? He throws off the headset and he storms down to the ring to get into Punk's face to be like, what are you doing? Like This is actually pretty disrespectful. Hangman wins this match hitting the GTS. Punk's just like... That's great. What a great move. What a great way to win a match. Love that. And so Hangman thinks, oh, I've got one over him. Punk's not biting. And then they have this stare down afterwards. And Hangman throws up his hands in the air and the crowd cheer him. So Punk stands up from the commentary desk and he puts his hands up in the air and he gets a louder ovation. Mm. So then they step out, you know, Hangman steps out of the ropes. Punk goes onto the ramps. Hangman puts up his hands in celebration. And the crowd cheer him again. And then CM Punk just looks at him and goes, he throws his hands up and the crowd react even bigger. And Hangman walks away frustrated because yeah. he is in his head. He is rattling the champion. And that's exactly what Punk needs at this point. Going, I love all of this. It's, a, it's an excellent feud. It's, I, I, I love it. I think this is a great chapter of it. What are we, two dynamites out? Yeah, I think next week is the go home show. Is it? 
Oh my god, yeah, it is. Yeah. So wow, yeah, like I hope they've got a killer go home angle because then that'll be a, a great little sort of six week feud there. Yeah, next week is the go home. Oh no, I've got a little not that I didn't like. <gasps> what didn't you like? It's come it's, on, mi- come on, it's minor. What's what's nitpick gotta say? It's it's grumpy me and I'm gonna have to deal with it. Nitprick. Because I think uh it's just gonna be me yelling at the clouds. <laughs> so Takeshita kicked out of a tombstone power driver. Yeah. And I know people do that. Yeah. I know people do that. It's so good. It's people kick out of punches. It doesn't diminish uh, Paul White doing the knockout punch. I just... There are so- I feel like how all the people in the 90s felt with the DDTs. Well, yeah, but Raven's DDT put people away. Hmm. It's people who are masters of that move put people away with it. The Undertaker was a master of doing that move. I just, I like that move so much, I felt cheapened. <laughs> After that, we had Fuego del Sol, uh, just, just why, just still <laughs> continuing his feud with House of Black. They cut a promo, he's it's teaming right. with the Dark Order. He's got the Dark Order with him now, mm. who are probably going to get absolutely murdered on Rampage. Yeah, no Stu Grayson. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. My new favourite tag team took on the work horseman in a, a sort of just fun short victory essentially an enhancement match but i, I really like the work horseman yeah i i think uh, jd drake i think is a really like there's something there uh, but swerve and keith lee they're so cool this gave them momentum and afterwards keith lee's like well that win that win you got to cut a promo live in front of the crowd mm. at last and the crowd were like really into it. He's super over. And he said they're gonna they're a top five ranked team. Team Taz came out, Ricky Starks and Strickland had some good one-liners, Jurassic Express come out, and Christian says, Well, let's make it a three-way for the tag belts at the pay-per-view, and also next week, Jungle Boy versus Swerve versus Ricky Starks. And Jungle Boy looking at Christian was like Oh, is, is this what we're doing? Yeah. I don't think this is what we had uh, discussed backstage, which I love as a storyline reason to as to why this is another another triple threat match as opposed to just announcing it as a triple threat match. I think that's a really nice way. It's not like amazing or anything, but at least it's better than just saying it's another triple threat match. Adds a nice bit of character development there mm-hmm. between Christian and Jungle Boy. So I love it. This feels like Christian has made this match to make sure that Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus lose the tag belts. Mm. Uh, and I, I really, really am digging this. Don't even have to get pinned. Yeah. I'm, like, what a great storyline beat that would be. And I think I'm, I would probably put money on when we come to our predictions next week, which you and I will be doing. Mm. I actually think that Lee and Strickland may get the, their tag belts. Yeah, I that's what I think too. And it puts me in an awkward position because I'm like, yay, Keith Lee has gold. That's all I want. I just want him to win belts. I don't care if it ruins stories. <laughs> I don't care if it doesn't get ratings. I just want Keith Lee to win stuff. Yeah. That's the sort of fandom I have for him. A very choking, smothering, toxic fandom. Oh, oh, oh we are very toxic fandom <laughs> over, over Keith Lee. But at the same time, I'm like, do I want this tag team who have only just gotten together, as great as they are as singles guys, to be the tag team champions, I don't think that's that's that shows how good 
AEW's tag division is elsewhere. Uh, I 100% agree with you. However, I've written in my notes here, I really do need Lee to be a main event guy, but bloody hell, they're so good as a tag team. I just love them. Yeah. And I, and I, and I really do love them together. We, when they did that, like they had their first interaction or something, someone sent in an Omega chat saying, would you like to see a Strickland and Lee tag team? And you and I both said, nope, because I want to see these two guys as single stars. That is what I want from both of them. I couldn't have been more wrong because I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds. I've still got a world in which Lee is going to be a singles guy, but I've also got an amazing tag team that's probably going to have a brilliant match at the pay-per-view, and I think they're going to win the belts. I, yeah, I disagree. I think I'd prefer to see Strickland, Sammy, Keith Lee feud over the TNT title. But yeah, but Sammy... If it was up to me. Yes, but Sammy and, and like all of that, they're tied up in another storyline. You're totally so, right, and it's working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? The Scorpio Sky turn, and it was the plan on a long thing from Rampage, went down a stop. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen no negative reactions to it whatsoever. Oh, freaking waste of time that belt currently is. Genuinely annoyed me. It, Tony Khan did an interview that week where he said, I totally misread uh, the crowd's reaction to Tay and Sammy. I thought they'd be amazing baby faces, and the crowd just aren't responding to them in that way. That same week, he booked them to be the baby faces again. Uh, at least they're getting a reaction. Chris Statlander and Red Velvet <laughs> will be taking on each other in the Owen Hart Foundation thing. I think that's on Rampage. That's on Rampage. Uh, but it's interesting because they used to be friends and they both changed in the few months since. And Jade Cargill's with Red Velvet now. Seems to be building towards Cargill and Statlander. I am going to disagree with you there massively because you're right, it, it sh but it should be interesting <laughs> that these two were friends and it's like, not, uh, yeah, and like Red Velvet was like the peacemaker between Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander those three were like the best of friends mm. and then they had a split up and Layla Hirsch turned heel and Chris Statlander like disappeared for a few months and then she comes back with this whole different look but like Red Velvet was trying to play peacemaker between the two of them and then the next week Red Velvet was like oh I'm, I'm a baddie now mm. and I'm, I'm now with Jay Cargill <laughs> with no storyline explanation for it and then I'm like, oh, cool. Well, now we get the backstage promo between Red Velvet and Chris Stanliner. Maybe this is where they're explaining. Nope, absolutely not. She's like, I'm going to win this Friday. And that's it. It's, it's, it is terrible storytelling. But Cargill did say to Tony Schiavone, cut the S word. So, you know, five-star segment. It is funny. And speaking of five-star segments, this was just a smidgen off it, but I love this so much. I, I mean, my only fault with it really is I just wanted it to go on longer. I felt like it was over before I, uh, yeah. I I had enough time to get into it. MJF cuts a gets mega heat from Texas, can't just even, ragging on them. Can't even say Houston, Texas. He's yeah. like, I'm, I'm so sad to be here in, in Houston. <laughs> and then, of course, that makes everyone cheer for Wardlow even more. He looks awesome coming out with all the security guards and handcuffs. He's there to get whipped. So, I'm watching this with my wife and child. Mm. My family viewing. My wife turns to me and says, this isn't going to happen. I said, what do you mean? And she's like, there's no way that man is going to take 10 belt lashes on TV. He, no one would ever do that. That would be a really horrible thing to put on TV and a really horrible thing for him to go through. I don't think they'll do this. And then was like glued to this man just getting like whipped and being like, I'm actually genuinely uncomfortable by this. Mm -hmm. But it's consensual. <laughs> it's consensual violence. MJF, this was fascinating. Started whipping Wardlow. One, 
No cell. Smiles. Smirks. Second one. Nothing. Smirks. And it's such a good inversion of the typical baby face way to do this. As we saw with Cody, Cody's yeah. like crying. He, he gets in all that sympathy and that works fantastically. But they just flipped it all on the on its head. The genius of this feud and genius of MJF feuds. We've had people messaging being like, MJF feuds are bad because they're all the same. But that's what makes them great. Yeah. Because there's always that new wrinkle to it that makes it different. And this was a stroke of genius. It's like uh, genre movies. Genre movies have the same basic points that you've got to hit, like an MJF feud. But the, the joy is when they tweak and subvert certain bits. And that's what he's doing here. So, yeah, loved it. Ward, MJF gets frustrated. And so he, he just does, starts... And he does so he does like five or six mm. of them. You know, but like this is the whole thing he's meant to enjoy. This is for MJF to enjoy whipping this guy with the belt and getting 10 beautiful lashings in on this guy and enjoying every single one of them. He wastes five of them. Like in quick succession, out of frustration. And Spears has to take him to the corner and calm him down and be like, it's okay, we'll get him. It's all right. So he takes the belt and he goes, I was like, I'll, I'll do this Whoosh, with the whip. No sell. Well, I think Spears' one was the only one where Wardlow went. That, and the ninth one, because yeah. he went high and he got him on the neck. That's the one that like Wardlow reacted to was like, don't you, let's not try that again, eh? But even then he like got in MJF's face. Yeah. Uh, and then like, obviously one more left. Wasn't going to do anything to Wardlow, so Max kicked him in the balls. Yeah. Heels beat him down with a diamond ring. Fantastic. And they do the sort of one, two, three count, foreshadowing next week's cage match against Spears, where Max is the special guest referee. Yeah, so they, Spears hit the C4 on Wardlow. Mm. So he, and like they're pushing him over as the, the giant killer. That's what he's being branded as now. He beat Bear Bronson on TV. Spoilers, he's in action again on Rampage against another giant. Friend of this channel, in yeah. fact. Oh, should we not say? Um, no, 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 they, 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 have a surprise. Yeah, they didn't Rampage. announce it. Um, what do you think they're going to do next week? I can't, I can't figure out how they're going to... Wardlow, Wardlow win. It's the um, the dude love Steve Austin finish where Vince is the referee. You knock the referee out and oh. you count that you count yeah. the pin yourself. Uh, Meltzer had an interesting point. He said he would have had Wardlow kick out at two on this. Oh, segment. oh no, I I disagree with that because I think you need to put over that. MJF screws him out. But I, I, get I see it. both sides, but I thought God, actually, you know, God, that would have been an amazing part. That would have. That would have been more over, I think, than the way they did it. Yeah, because especially but if you both hit, ways very good. You hit another C four and you do a fast count. Mm, yeah, uh, this is when Trent and Rocky, Sebra Pongi Vice, are officially back together. They want to go for the ROH tag titles. Uh, Carlo Riley and Ray Phoenix. It's not just that. Like they said. Oh, and then all the other titles. Rapongi Vice are getting back together. We're going to win the ROH titles. We're going to win the IWGP tag titles. And we're going to win the AEW tag titles. And I thought to myself, good luck with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think one of those may happen. And it's the belts that people care the least about. Mm -hmm. And it's the some, AEW. <laughs> some of those belts are the Ring of Honor tag titles. Kyle O'Reilly, Ray Phoenix, final quarter, final match. Final, God, Jesus. <laughs> There's so many words. In the Owen Hart Cup Memorial Foundation Tournament Cup. Qualifier. <laughs> Apparently they're winning belts at the end. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. yeah. One for the men, one for the women. Yeah, Pink one for the women. Pink, well, of course. It's probably got bows on it. How else would you know it's for girls? <laughs> this was a cracking match. I felt that the crowd were a bit burnt out from wrestling, so they didn't give it 
the the full reaction I thought it deserved. I think they did by the end. Yeah, like they got the warmed end. up by the end. Um, my wife informed me there's a an artist called Rilo Kylie, so she cannot get past mm. Kylo Riley's mm. name. Uh, but this was Kylo Riley ground based technical submission, some strikes versus Ray Phoenix strikes, mostly flying around, hitting people with kicks. So great clash of styles that I thought worked fantastically because you've got high flying stuff. Naturally impressive, lends itself towards being a baby face. And you've got Kyle's submission, technical stuff. It's slower. It's grounded. That's typically more heel. So you just had Kyle cutting off these hope spots. Really nice structure. And the finish was just great examples of both men's skills. Where Ray, Ray Phoenix tightrope ran the top rope. Hurricane Rana on Kyle to the outside. But back inside, Carl caught him in an armbar, made him tap. Yeah, he went for like a big springboard thing, and he caught him in the triangle. And like they then spent this long time, great camera work on this as well, to see uh, Kyle O'Reilly trying to break the hold that Phoenix had, because he had his hands clasped, and they were putting him on commentary. If he can get those hands unclasped, he's going to have to tap out. And they really focused on that, and the hands came free, and immediately Phoenix taps out. Awesome finish, awesome match. So, Carlo Riley versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. So, I'd imagine Joe wins there. And then we do uh, Joe versus Cole finals at the at Double or Nothing. That's and what I predict, yeah. Probably, well, best friends with, um, well, Chaos, I guess, versus Jay Lethal, uh, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh mm. at the pay per view, maybe on the buy in. Uh, we've still got quite a lot to talk about, so we'll pick up the pace. Back, Blackpool Combat Club and JS had the best segment for me, which was mostly. Jericho cutting this wicked, brutal promo on mostly Regal and Brian Danielson. Just let me tell you this one line. He's talking about how Regal thought you'd be dead by now. World-class addict. He should have been a world-class wrestler. But your protege, Brian Danielson, you did become a world-class wrestler, uh, but at the expense of being really boring. But don't worry. If you hang around with this lot long enough... Regal will be forcing disco biscuits and whiskey down your throat so much, you'll have to join the rehab program with Mox. The crowd were like, whoa. That was heel heat. It was amazing. Great line. So, so good. I thought actually a lot of his lines in this were just... I mean, he had to cut a promo on six people individually, and I... So yeah, six people. No, it's like, yeah, more than that, in fact. Like, mm. And I think he did this really, really well. Regal, for me, was my MVP of this segment. Not for his promo. It was his selling of Jericho's lines. Mm. Like, it cuts a Regal. And, you know, Regal's he's a humble man. He's a very polite man. Bit of a mean bugger at times. <laughs> he looked genuinely crushed and hurt by the things that Jericho was saying to him. It was such a great performance by him. It made me feel so sorry for him. I agree. But then when Regal, unfortunately, Regal's retort, especially for an act that's supposed to be about realism, wrestling, his retort to Jericho was that he used to put Jericho's toothbrush up his butt. And Daniel Garcia... I did it to your toothbrush this week. Yeah, Garcia grabs the microphone. He's like, that's disgusting. Why would you do that? And he's like, listen up, Flower. I did it to yours last week. I popped for that line. I thought that was pretty good. Actually, my favorite Regal line was, the only thing worse than your voice that I want to hear less is the screams of children in a burning orphanage. Yeah, I, I didn't think any of this, any of Regal's bit worked. But then Jericho's about to challenge them all to a stadium stampede. Build it up fantastically. That's what I thought last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I said what Moxley said. <laughs> Moxley ain't doing that S-word. 
So he made it a five-on-five sort of gang warfare match, he yeah. said. like basically no holes barred, mm. street fight type thing. Um, I feel like AEW, this is, they're going to be doing more of this moving forward because they've got so many people on the roster now, just big multi-man <laughs> matches. Because I think, you know, going by the post-match that we have towards the end of this show, or at the end of this show, there's probably going to be an eight-man tag as well. Mm. It's a sting match, which means there's probably going to be no holds barred. There'll be some crowd brawling to be done uh, around there. So yeah, I, could, I think we may see a, a lot of this moving forward. So really good, really good segment. But then they they a cherry on top at the end. Yes, because Jericho said, "Oh, by the way, like you two, you're, you you guys are together." Danielson, Eddie, you hate each other. Here's all the bad things you said about each other just six months ago. And Eddie says, "I was right as well." Yeah, yeah. And then Eddie was like, "What? Well, screw you guys! I'm gonna come and beat you up now." And Danielson stopped him, being like, "What are you doing? No, don't do that. We've got the match." And that like that sort of emotionally imploded. And WWE do this all the time, where they just manufacture this tension between teams, usually around Survivor Series time. And I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't believe it. Why wouldn't they be working together? But this one, I thought really worked and actually adds like this proper layer of intrigue for the faces to lose. And it carries on that their feud, well, their feud, their characters, mm. importantly. And, you know, I've seen some people in the chat being like, I was waiting for them to announce Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts will be the TV special you do yeah. in, you know, a month's time or whatever it is, because you have to have two rings set up for a five-hour pay-per-view, yeah. as opposed to just having two rings set up for a two-hour show. It's a good point. It also puts Moxley in the middle of Danielson and Kingston. Yeah. Oh, there's mm. some beautiful stuff in there. I love this. Matt Seidel and Dante Martin, they're back together again. They'll be having a match with the Blackpool Combat Club on Friday. Best of luck to them. <laughs> um, poor old Darius. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker then took on her Joker, which was Maki Ito. So thrilled by this. Yeah, I felt like she didn't get much of a reaction at first. She's kind of it's like... because she was singing over it. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> but she is kind of like a cameo player from the deep lockdown days. So I was like, okay, well, maybe people just don't know her. But from, like, the start, she got people into it. Yeah. this She's amazing. She's so funny. She's so charismatic. Yeah. She's so kawaii. It was just everything about it. And commentary were having a ball with this as well, talking about, you know, her unfeasible, unfeasonably strong head. <laughs> she's there doing the headbutt and stuff, headbutting herself in the corner, the, head, the falling headbutt and stuff. I thought they did a superb job working this match. And it was a fun comedy match. Yeah. Very, very fun comedy match. And crucially, and I think quite beautifully at the end here, when Britt Baker wins, Tony Storm comes out and they have a stare down. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, the next match is serious. Mm. So we've had our comedy match, but we've already established next one's not. So our now quarterfinal, sorry, our semifinal is going to be a serious match between the former champion Britt Baker and the hot new Buzz Lightyear Tony Storm. Do you think, um, I mean, I liked all this as well, I agree with you, but just to play a devil's advocate, do you think the quarterfinal, Joker, was the time to do a comedy match, or would that have been better served as a qualifying match so the tournament itself could be more uh, respected? I get so, but, you know, I think variety is the spice of life. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it I didn't bother me it being here. It was just, it was a fun Mackie to cameo. I do, I do appreciate what you're saying, though. Um, do you think Baker wins the tournament? I almost hope... I, I hope not. Yeah. I love Baker, but I feel like we've had a lot of Baker. 
just going to see uh, if I can find who Ruby else is in. Soho's yeah, Ruby Soho was the other side. Like. I mean, Tony Storm would be my pick. I can't remember who the other. Oh, Jamie Hader, right? Uh, no, Hader's out. She got beat Hader's by out Storm. By Storm. So it's Ruby Soho, or it's going to be Statlander and Velvet is oh, the yeah, other yeah, yeah. quarterfinal. I'd uh, say Storm. Yeah, I could see. I'd like. To, but Tony loves Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Like. Like she is one of his like crown crown jewels, right? But I would like to see Tony Storm go to the final. I I would love to see Ruby win this tournament. Over in the sort of AW Women's World Title, uh, mm. Tony Schiavone. I I like this segment, but everyone else hated it. I'll tell you what happened. Tony Schiavone's like, hey, in three weeks time or next week, it's our three year anniversary. Well, hey, AW, and then Serena Deeb cuts him off, and she takes offense to all the people in that video package last week who said she's going to lose against Thunder Rosa. She gets out Dustin Rhodes because Dustin Rhodes is Rosa's trainer and she shouts at him, talks about everything she's done, had to go through. Had to get breast implants for some dirty perverts and I had to shave my head to prove how serious I was and like Rodney Dangerfield I got no respect. Mm. Yeah, so all that WWE baggage she's bringing up. Dustin Rhodes, great facial expressions. He's just a sad man. It wasn't me who did those things to you. But she was appealing to him because he he also had to do those sorts of things to show how much he cared about this Mm. business in that company when he was doing all the gold dust stuff. So, like, I thought it was really nice. And, like, it made the last week's video package make sense, which I I didn't like last week's video package because, for me, it didn't really highlight... Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, it highlighted a bunch of lads talking hmm. about them. But Deeb kind of made that then about her, to being like, Tony Schiavone, like, what are you saying with it? Like, I, you should respect me. You don't think I can beat her? Dustin Rose, you, Jim Ross is the only smart man here because he knows that I can win. So I thought it was really, really nice. But Thunder Rosa comes out, bit of a scuffle, and Deeb stands tall. Which, and takes the belt. And takes the belt. Now, there was a statistic that was shared on the old Twitter machine um, that I think it really highlights one of AEW's biggest problems, which is that Thunder Rosa won the AEW Women's Championship 64 days ago, and on Dynamite and Rampage, she has had 20 minutes of TV time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's the last shot in the opening credits. <laughs> Great. It's so, like, boom, she's the most important thing. 20 minutes in 64 days. Yeah. yeah. She's had one match since she won the belt, and that was on Battle of the Belts, a show that no one watched. Well, it's nice to have numerical evidence for the thing we always criticize AEW for. Yeah. I think, I think that is a shocking bad statistic. Yeah. Bad. As bad. bad. AW. Yeah. Um, but they were running out of time, it seems. <laughs> well, I think the JS segment overran. <clears throat> yeah, because... And it's like Regal only had two lines. Usually he's the guy who... I think it was Jericho that went over. Because um, Baker and Baker and Ito was sort of rushed up. Uh, and then Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole like started with less than 10 minutes left on the show, the main event. Didn't do the entrances. Adam Cole attacked him. I was like, Adam Cole's attacked him at the ramp here because we have got no time for entrances. So let's just get... I mean, Excalibur didn't even run down what's happening on Dynamite next week, what's happening on Rampage this Friday. They had no time left on this show. Uh, This was a just a normal match. Um, I, I imagine Jeff's hurting a fair bit. So it was mostly Adam Cole rest holds. I watched through the commercial break. That could also be why. Um... Cole hit a great super kick on, was it Whisper in the Wind? When, yeah, Whisper, uh, I've written here, Cole counters Whisper in the Wind, and it sort of works. Yeah, 
Nice idea. Nice idea. Not, not the greatest execution, but I appreciate the efforts. Then Cole dodged a Swanton bomb and hit the boom for the win. So it was all over in like six minutes. Yeah, so he's now in the finals of the, mm. the tournament. And then the Bucks came down and they sort of brawled with the Hardys, which brought out Sting, Darby Allen, Red Dragon. Big brawl. The crowd are going crazy for Sting here, mostly because Carlo Riley does the whacks him in the back with the chair shot. Sting no sells it, takes the chair off him, lobs it in Kyle's face. Yeah, as I remember, knows here he just f's it into his face. <laughs> I know unprotected chair shots are bad, but goddamn it's well, it's, it just excites me to see some sometimes. To, to play devil's avocado. It wasn't an unprotected chair shot to the head. It was an unprotected chair shot to the face. Like, yeah, that's fair. So, you know, I don't think you're going to really damage your, your head injuries there when it's just all in your face, mm. which is what it was. This was all in his face. The show went off air with them pelmanizing Sting's ankle. Yeah. So I, I surely that writes him off the pay-per-view. Wait, Sting, though. It's good way he just stands up right after. Exactly. I was half expecting him to do that. <laughs> I thought this was wicked. I really enjoyed watching Sting and Cole work together. Yeah. But that was really yeah. interesting. Some really, I, I think that's your eight-man tag at Double or Nothing. Uh, Undisputed Elite versus Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys. And then that gets all eight men on the pay-per-view, which would be very, very nice. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I thought the ending was good. Match itself was pretty nothing. Overall, what did you score this show? I gave this, I think it was 80 or 81%. So like a four out of five. Four out of five. Pretty standard by AEW standards. But it nice. I it, it was a nice building show for what I imagine will be a very good show next week before the pay-per-view. I hope so as well. We put this to our community poll and 53% also thought it was a 4 out of 5 show. 26% saying it was 5 out of 5. 16% saying it was ma-ma-ma-ma-mid. Before we get on with the rest of your Omega chats, remember wrestletalk.com forward slash support. You can send them in there. Let's say thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more backers on Patreon. Indeed, yeah. And we've got some very cool stuff coming this week over at patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk. These two guys, me and Ollie right here, we're going to be reviewing Judgment Day 02. Ollie's big takeaway from it is that Stone Cold Steve Austin is mentally checked out of this company. He does not care. Yep, and I have got 19 pages of notes. You said it was 15 yesterday. Oh, I found some extra stuff. <laughs> because there's a lot to dive into, mostly around the terrible ratings the company did when Hogan was the champion, mm. and also the changeover from WWF to WWE. This is the first ever WWE pay-per-view. Get the F Get the F out. Two people bonking a car. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> I remember the, the old lady trimming the hedge. But I don't the, remember the sex. The sexy one. Well, it was 2002. Yeah. And also tonight, it's fan Quizzlemania. Do you enjoy Quizzlemania? We do over at Parts of Unknown. Well, we do a fan version of it as well, where you all compete against each other. Andy Dazn is hosting, and there's usually a co-host as well. There is. And talking of people who love quizzes. Oh, yeah. Laurie Blake. El Fakador himself will be on Fan Quizzlemania tonight. The man who loves quizzes more than anyone on this planet. He's going to have a great time. He loves quizzes so much, he did Quizzlemania 2 and hasn't been back since. And we've done 42 others now. He told us he tanked that appearance on purpose 
so you wouldn't have to do it ever again. He did it in his toilet. Maybe this time he'll be in the toilet once more. You can see that if you join up to Patreon, $10 a month, you can take part in against loads of other Patreons today. Yes, and our review of Judgment Day will either go up on Friday or it will go up on Monday. Uh, but now, thank you to Zoe Sun 101. Andy Datsun's fetish, Timothy King. The Pharaoh, Stephen Massafero. Always Shining, Garrett Albright. Len Nottier, Links the Sun. The Heir to the Throne, Kate Ayers. Brian Null, and Boyd. Manipulating Manny Umaria. The True Alpha Wolf. Max Kurt Wallander, Wallen. John Jenkinson, Son of Jenga. And, that's a good one. Mm. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 19th of May, happy May 19th, by the way, don't mm. tell Kane, uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame class, the easiest name to pronounce in the world, George Rozelski. Thank you very much. Let's get on with our chat. Zeko says, I actually screamed in joy when Johnny turned up. He was always one of my favorites as a youngster. He's the reason I watched Lucha Underground and I did not see it coming at all. Definitely underrated, super innovative, can slow down time. <laughs> Spree! Didn't mind Morrison being there. I just wanted Dante I just want Dante to be Morrison. Versus Morrison, yeah. High flying match, please. Tony, you not slick. Wildcard Wednesday, Wildcard Wednesday. WCW, <laughs> I see you. Very good. So we've also got the results of the poll. The crowd reacted to Morrison fifty four percent. So I'd say that is Pretty a close. even split. I'd say but you win. Thanks, mate. Mark, can't that was the personal name? Wasn't saying that to Luke. Can't. <laughs> Can't understand well, people talking about Sasha Banks. Mark. Can't understand people acting like AW promised more, or this hasn't been established. These weren't overhyped, and AW have a long history of special guests for fun matches. W. Morrissey, Homicide, Hooventude, Maggie Ito, Nick Gage, Jeff Cobb, Eric Redbeard, etc. Yeah. It's just like there are two different styles. You either have the big is all elite debut or it's a fun cameo i much prefer this to the lights going on and off <laughs> noah fortner who are your picks to win the owen i'm hoping for ruby and o'reilly Ooh, long shots i think five out of five dynamite besides the deep promo taxita to cash ah, for god's sake is effing brilliant yeah uh i i think it's going to be uh cole winning on the men's side of things to set up people thinking that brett baker is going to win on the women's side of things and i imagine it's going to be ruby soho i like that zach robinson music member for 13 months 12 months baby what are your bets on who wins the owen just said that i'd, I'd love to see uh, o'reilly versus cole to see how that furthers the undisputed elite storyline jam that jam not for me i want joe versus cole Mark, <laughs> idea for the second reported Owen, the two reported Owen belts. One, winners get pink and black special nameplate graphics like for the that. year, like the other champs. I do like that. Number two, assuming they're only competed for yearly, winners' names are permanently added to them, like the original IWGP heavyweight belts. That's nice. Mm. I like that a lot. A and, legacy. And I quite like the idea of then the next year, the tournament is to crown the number one contender to the Owen Championship. Mm. Plan R. One thing I think AEW is getting right with the Owen is that every match has had a clean finish. I hope they continue that trend throughout the tournament. Unless Ruby Soho cheats to win, I'll be okay with that. Well, most AEW matches have clean finishes. Joseph Ray, member for 11 months. In my opinion, I felt the women's joker fell 
well, way flatter. Tuned in to see Brit, and when Mackie came out, I thought it was going to be an angle. Match was kind of mid. Steve uh, tells a story on Stephen Larson that his kid was like in the room, just sort of like wandering around, not really paying attention to anything. The second Mackie Uto came out, transfixed to the TV screen because she looks like a cartoon character. I had a lot of fun with it. Same here. Riot DR. I love Kyle O'Reilly. He was the only reason I could tolerate Von Wagner. <laughs> he can wrestle everyone. He is oddly hilarious. He is. And he has all of my favourite cells. I love Ray Phoenix. He is the wrestler I wanted to be as a kid and I want his mask. I love you. Kevin. My reaction to the Phoenix versus O'Reilly ending was, oh, that jumping cutter looked kind of bad. Oh my God, what a counter. I love wrestling. <laughs> I think Jay will qualify, but we can still see some 2007 X Division gang interference and have Elite versus Elite in the finals. No, I think we are heading to a uh, an actual finals. <laughs> Um, Zeref has been a member for 10 months in a row said did Ollie miss the MJF segment in his review or did I miss it love how Wardlow took it as expecting something like Cody great swerve let's go AEW I think you must have missed it yeah, yeah. I did watch your review did I we had some rushes issues unless it's like weirdly got lost did you not talk about it like, no I definitely did I definitely wrote and recorded it can we have a, uh, an update in the chat it was really difficult to do the Daniel Craig Casino Royale joke. You did, because I saw okay. I saw that, so it was in there. It was really weird to get the inflection right. <laughs> I did it like three times. Uh, Swaggle Boone said, Wardlow's story just isn't working for me. Why is he going through trials to get out of his contract? Why not just do whatever he wants and keep taking MJF's money for it? Max is the one who should be begging for a match to get rid of him. No, because he can sue Wardlow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes perfect this sense. This is the only way out of his contract. Mm. Uh, Kevin said the physique the finisher and now some weakness Wardlow really is the new Brock Lesnar more seriously is this story basically MJF is delusional and keeps underestimating him the whipping was ineffective and Spears isn't that much of a threat that's exactly it mm. he's been MJF's dog for years he's just been his like lap dog that he just tells to do things so in MJF's mind he's crap mm. and he's just like the only reason he's good is because I made him good now knowing that he's actually awesome. Uh, on the subject of Hangman Takeshita and Punk, Nikos Lindaros says, Hot damn, Hangman vs. Takeshita. Now I'm T doing it. Takeshita. Thank you, mate. Was amazing. That young lad has a yeah. bright future ahead of him, and Hangman continues to prove why he is the ace. Take notes, punky boy. You're going to need them. He did have a very nice T-shirt, though. I'll give him that. He's right. He, he was wearing a T-shirt. He did wear a T-shirt. Black Adam says uh, Takeshita gave Hangman one of the best matches of his career. What makes me sad is that I don't think Punk vs. Hangman will be as good or better than this. I feel like Punk matches are just missing something. Like they get to second or third gear but finish before the fourth. Oh, I can't obviously disagree. Tell that to the MJF match. Yeah. And, and actually the a, Kingston a bunch of, I was going to say a bunch of matches. Um, yeah, also on the subject of Takeshita we were just talking about before we started this like a few years time five years time he's going to be as big as a carder yeah i mean i he just he's got the same build as Kota Ibushi, so I see him more as that. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. Omar Jose, my wife doesn't watch wrestling at all, but after last night, CM Punk is her favorite wrestler because he wore a t-shirt. Mm. Uh, so now she's a fan forever, and I just thought that was nice. Have a great day, lads. Omar, I agree. Yeah, He did wear a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, Kevin said, oh, well, that's... That I, yeah, I accidentally said something. I mean, t-shirt. Yes. I meant t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, the t-shirt design was very nice. Very nice, yeah. 
I don't, th- I don't think that says anything about the message. Placement but, of the yeah, text. Yeah, yeah. Place, placement of the text, which, you know, great. He wore a t-shirt. Uh, Kevin said, I loved how Punk hitting the Punk shot Lariat angered Paige, but Paige hitting the go to, <laughs> 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 to S amused Punk when he said, I caught him exactly where I want. It made me so excited for the pay-per-view. Could not agree yeah. more. Uh, falling down. I had an awesome time watching Dynamite. O'Reilly versus Phoenix blew me away. Paige versus Takeshita was badass. Maki Ito is everything. Sad folks couldn't get into the D promo. Her delivery wasn't stellar, but the content did make me feel stuff. Kill the watch chant. When WWE was like advertising, crowds are coming back. That was what they kept playing with promos for with a watch chant. Mm. I was like, let's not encourage people to do that again. And bringing Austin back as well. Uh, I agree with the deep stuff though. I- um, but they they wanted Regal. Yeah, oh, that was offensive. Uh, Geo the Dream with the Danielson incident, him possibly getting injured. I think AEW should consider redesigning the stage and ramp. How would you guys redesign it? Let's hear an Ollie versus Luke fantasy design. Love hmm. the podcast and the channel. Jam that gem. I like the entrance. Um, apparently, it's a work. It's all a work. Apparently, uh, Justin's been a member for ten months in a row. That I was at the show last night and can be described in three words. We want Bob. Who's Bob? Is that Takeshita's first name? No, it's K- Konitsuki. <laughs> uh, right, DR. My words, Swervenly, are so freaking cool. On another note, it's weird that the Jurassic keep entering other teams' feuds. As much as I know the match will reek of awesomeness, the heat is between Team Taz and Strick Lee. Not my idea. I completely agree. But I think that's also the point. Aoife Cassidy, Regal's bit about sticking people's toothbrushes up his bum was so silly. I thought Blackpool Combat Club was supposed to be more grounded than that. I agree, Aoife. I think I was just so distracted because he called it a toothbrush, <laughs> which is how a Welsh person would say it as opposed to someone from Blackpool. Uh, Riot DR, I am torn. I love the message and content of Deep's promo, but it was so clunky and it didn't feel the emotion until halfway through. Remember the Triple H, I am the effing game promo and see the potential this feud had in being super Super over Lasai. Skelify just bought my tickets for Dynamite in July. Hope Danielson is okay. Apparently he is. Love listening to this podcast every week. You guys are the best. Thank you for all the content you put out. Jam that jam. Riot DR, I agree with Luke. The Undertaker is taller and, in his prime, stronger, so his tombstone has more force to it. However, I will never stop complaining about Sammy kicking out of a second rope tombstone. Seriously, thank you for everything. Jam that gem. He's a young kid. They don't I, know. Yeah, I, I, that, that, I love that match with MJF, but that spot. Ouch. Do you know what? There's a period of time when I was annoyed at people kicking out of Canadian destroyers. Look, I'll get to that. I, I will get to that. But right now, I'm at the outrage stage. <laughs> of progress Austin Money said I was at the show last night best drunk crowd I've ever been a part of everyone kept chanting for a crew member oh right everyone kept chanting for a crew member named Bob during the breaks I think Hangman vs. Takeshita might be my favourite singles match I've ever seen live AEW Live is the best I love it such like a punk song of a match Um, no pun intended actually like 10 minutes just hard hitting yeah jacob smith so tony khan's hoarding titles in his office now okay ollie here's the plan you've got friends in AEW. get eddie mjf or whoever to sneak in whatever three belts they find first are our trios titles now until then i kind of want to see makiilo versus jade oh that is a good yes match. that's a great idea zeko on a completely different note i feel like marina shafir would be great in the 
Blackpool Combat Club. She's got the MMA background, and I feel with Regal helping on the promo side, she could definitely be a big star. Who wouldn't, with those three teaching you, love from Oz. Kiss. Yeah, I think that's quite a nice idea. Yeah. I don't think they need to add more members at this point, though. I think they are okay with just the three of them. Mm -hmm. But actually, Wheelie Utah being gone for the best of the Super Juniors is almost like it's actually making the group yeah. feel a bit more alive again because there's just the two of them to focus on. Vu Gang. Memberg for nine months. I don't know how it will ever happen, but I would love to see Cody show up as Fuego 2 in AEW. Is that why Fuego keeps getting booked for things? It's because Tony still thinks it's Cody. <laughs> <laughs> They're different people. Hamoose805. Good news. I got tickets for the UK pay-per-view. What are three matches you'd want to see on the pay-per-view? And also three for you if you could be there live for an AEW UK event. Also, why does Ollie hate AEW? Uh, because... It's slightly, it's not the best thing I've ever seen anymore. It's, yes. We were discussing this yesterday off mic, I think, wasn't it? It's just mm. that, it's like 2001, I think you said it was like the best run of shows that any major wrestling promotion. 2021. 2021 yeah. has like put on the best run of shows you've ever seen. And now they're not putting on the best run of shows I've ever seen. What they're putting on is consistently four out of five shows. But that means they're not putting consistently five out of five shows every week. So because you have gone from five out of five to four out of five your re the reaction is you now hate a everything that yeah. aew do yeah imagine if i actually hated that <laughs> uh all of those uh three matches is too many but we could do one match i want to see at the uk pay-per-view it's true in a match yeah drew in a big match like drew versus roman Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would like to see. Um, I know people talk about Drew versus Tyson Fury, but I think there's something I would like to see less than mm -hmm. uh, Tyson Fury doing another match. For an AEW, so many. Uh, CM Punk versus Will Ospreay. Oh, that's nice. AEW title, homeboy. Um, okay, so let's have a look at this. Supreme has said, Raw 8th of October, the Best in the World tournament was announced. Smackdown, October 9th, Luke said the Best in the World tournament was not going to be used to elevate a new star. But it does, Luke. It does. Ollie wants Team RK Show, Orton and Big Show. What is this? So it continues. Raw 18th, Ollie tells a story about him drooling while getting a massage. Smackdown 1000, Batista returns for the Gimme, Gimme What I Want feud. Raw October 22nd, Moxley turns heel on cancer, and Luke says, when Roman comes back to WWE, you can never turn him heel. <laughs> Supreme also adds, on Raw October 18th, Ollie tells a story about him drooling while getting a massage. You know what this is? Supreme, I'm pretty sure, is the person who's been listening to all our podcasts, oh. and he's currently in 2018. And we said to them, send us funny things that, that we said. So this is that. Oh, right, because I they on SmackDown October 9th, Luke said the best in the world tournament was not going to be used to elevate a new star, and it did in Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I drooled and got a mess up. I just, a big, you know, in the in the face bits, and I was just like, I, I just, all this drool came out. I love this, though. On October 22nd, well, you can never turn Roman heel after mm. this. I mean... I think we all thought at the time you could never turn him heel again, but how wrong I was. Uh, Jack Nichols. Um, oh, there's a few more. Smackdown 1000. Batista returns for the Gimme What I Want feud. Yep. And Raw October 22nd. That's what we just did. Oh, did you say? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, it's just laid out different. Oh, you sent the same chat twice. Sorry. Uh, Jack Nicholson said, With Sat about to have a baby and SP3 and Luke being boss dads, when is the purveyor of Peng going to sow his seed and make this channel <laughs> full wrestle Dilf? My two-year-old daughter thinks you're both funny, by the way. Have a great week, chaps. 
I've got to get a house first. <laughs> Charles Berg's been a member for 13 months in a row. It says 13 months, but it's just I think it's actually just a year. One year of me. How lucky you all must be. In honesty, thanks for tolerating my childish jokes. Just be better with your ultra chats, Charles. That's all I'm asking. Uh, Nate S. Got to respect Ollie for his consistency and commitment to the long-running gag of not being able to pronounce Japanese wrestler names. Takeshita Takagi. Great job on the live blood in the clock tower episode. It's amazing. When did Ollie become such a good lawyer on the stage? it is I mean I know the the Patreon episode is that's my one that's your one but I think your on stand against Dom is one of the greatest things you've ever done it's because he got something factually wrong I just I just gripped onto that and I argued that point oh so good Uh, but yeah uh, it's weird because I did Japanese at GCSE Mm -hmm. and I know the alphabet I can't read it (laughs) Uh, Kevin, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in forever because of work, but thanks for the fun podcast. I do my best to listen to them. Also, shout out to Sullivan. Go listen to his podcast mm. on No Rolls Bard Patreon and Tempest Miss You Canadian Man in the Mask. Yeah, uh, Sullivan and Adam's first episode of Are You Evil, a board game podcast, is available on No Rolls Bard Patreon, and it is really, really good. I listened to it the other day, and it is just two friends having a chat, and it's very funny. And the game they play at the end, Are You Smarter Than the Sullivan Year Old, <laughs> is really entertaining. <laughs> He's smart though, Sally. Like well, he knows a lot of but the game is history trivia and it's stuff. It's all questions about him. Oh. And you've got to try and guess what question about you've got to get the answer right. It's very funny. Just had a few more in Noah Fortner. Yes, Ollie, I am the one who is stoned every week watching <laughs> AEW. It's become my weekly tradition, my most anticipated day every week. Also punk, in fact, was wearing a t shirt. It's was. been confirmed. He was wearing a fact. I, I mean, I can't say whether or not. It had a fact on it. Cyclo. But it was in fact a t-shirt. Cyclo, Memberg for 13 months. And he's just said, that's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everybody ever so much. Uh, please subscribe. Give us a comment down below. Hit the thumbs up button. And go and check out another video on this channel. Watch last week's Dynamite review video. It's in the video description down below. And also thank you to this episode sponsor, Manscaped. While you're clicking links, click that one and go get yourself a wonderful gift for your father this Father's Day or just for yourself. Treat yourself to uh, 20% off using our promo code WTTV. Manscaped is a fabulous, fabulous body grooming, beard trimming, and in my case, head shaving. And it is a, the lawnmower 4.0 nose. is so good. And you want to put, if you want to talk about it again, put over the nose trimmer. It's very good. My lady partner also uses the nose trimmer to do my ears. It's the oh. only thing that can sort of do the contour because they're weird shapes here. So she can, mm. I've never thought of using it that, but maybe that's something I'll try tonight with my wife. This email comes in from Brandon, a 40 before 40. Say, uh, Luke, a cool suggestion for your 40 list. Uh, What if you made a song? Bigger challenge would be making an EP, but even just making a full song about whatever you want, it would still be amazing. Lastly, I want to thank everyone involved in Rust Talk and Errol's Bard for filling my days with joy. You guys have been a huge part of my daily life over the years. Fill that hole with loveliness. Um, oh, sorry, fill that hole of loneliness I have felt. Thank you. Um, thank you, Brandon. Very different. You sort of projected your own I did, yeah. There. Well, uh, I can tell you, Brandon, I have actually done that uh, three times over. And recently... I actually didn't know that email was coming up. I found them. <gasps> so I found 
my the last EP I ever did with my band when I was uh, a drummer for them. I was about to say when I was a drummer for them, I was a drummer for all the bands. Um, and I found an EP. So I, I found that when I was clearing up my, um, my mum and dad wanted to tear down the shed that they've got. So me and my brother had to go through and clear out a load of stuff. Found some really interesting bits and bobs there. I found all my Necromunda figures, uh, which I, I thought were lost to time. We also found a boxed Slave One Boba Fett Slave One Star Boxed? Wars. Book. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yep. Uh, we also kids going to college. Well, I mean, it it is Benjamin's, um, my brother. Uh, we also found some box Transformers like oh, connectors. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, in fact, as you can see, the box Slave One just underneath it there. Oh, beautiful. And there's the Decepticon version. I f that is the colors just do something to me. That yeah. purple and green. But the most disappointing thing that we found was we found a boxed Optimus Prime. Original 1984 boxed Optimus Prime. Everything was in there, like all the pieces were in there, and we knew that we had this because it's a bit of a, a family heirloom. However, my dad didn't realize he'd left it in that shed, and thus some rats or mice oh. got to it and chewed up some of the box. So it is no oh. longer in the not mint condition, but good condition that it was once in. Oh no, rat bites! Rat bites. That's probably devalued by quite some distance. That seeing those pictures of those items just just transported me to boot fairs. Yeah, like, what a find those would be! Oh, wouldn't it just like in a box and everything? Amazing, because then you know all of them are there. If I get a house, <laughs> I'm going to go to a boot fair and buy some tat. Yeah, put it in the loft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I found that EP. I found another EP that I did with a, an old what, band. What's a typical? What were the EPs called? Um, well, I think it was just called. I think we just called it like. The Copper Garden EP. Awesome Songs. Awesome Songs, Volume 1. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think it was just, uh, the band was called Copper Garden. I think it was just called Copper Garden EP. I don't think we actually had a name for it or anything. I don't think we did. Um, and that has five tracks in it, I think. Um, I found another EP from another band that I did, but most important one, I found the band that I was in in secondary school when I was like 16 years old and I was a drummer then, I found that EP, which I thought was completely lost to time. Wow. When I was in a band called Niente Ancora. What? It's Italian for nothing yet. Niente Ancora. Yeah. That sounds like a European ballad. Yeah, or a, um, a Eurovision entry. <laughs> yeah. But we thought it was quite cool because at that point we were nothing, but we're nothing yet. Mmm. Yeah. So we thought it was quite a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I found that EP and... I also found the zombie movie that I made when I got out of university. Oh, you told me, yes. I did, I found. I, everyone thought this was lost to the ages because I don't speak to the people that I made it with anymore because I had a bit of a falling out with them. And I don't think they had a copy of it anyway. None of the actors ever got a copy of it. So I think I now have the only existing copy of that movie. Holy moly. Are you going to sort of digitize all this fast i'm digitizing it i'm currently in the process of it i've asked our um our production team does anyone have a good dvd ripper that's free because i need to rip this dvd and i want to put it up onto youtube and i'm going to load it onto youtube and then i'm going to do a director's commentary for it nice don't just don't make a mistake on the channel and accidentally put it on, on like, pfk yeah <laughs> wrestle talk cineworld you know just just make sure it's make on, sure on it's a new going yeah, channel it's, it's yeah. on my own channel yeah. there'll be there'll be three videos on there <laughs> there'll be those two and the trailer for my book from uh -huh. five years ago um and maybe i'll um try and get toy gory back up onto there as well i'm gonna see if i can get back into my original youtube channel so i can get i don't know can you like 
change ownership of a video. How do you mean? So like Toy Gory, the stop motion animation short that I made at university is on an old Luco and YouTube Mm. channel. So if I was to say get access, if I could get back into that. I've never heard of that. No, you probably have to just just download it and re-upload it. Re-upload it, privatize that one, make that one private and then upload it to the new channel. That's what I'm about to do. I will lose the three and a half thousand views that it has had though. You... Like, people keep saying, hey, Luke, how about this thing to do, this awesome thing? And you're like, done it. Completed it, mate. So <laughs> many things. Well, maybe Alex can help us in here to say, good morning, fellas. Hope you're okay. Here's some ideas for Luke's 40 before 40. Have a surfing lesson. Okay, May that's I suggest good. Uh, COVID, send COVID Cornwall. That's a really good one. I like mm. that. Watch every film that was UK box office number one on your birthday every year from the year you were born. That's, That's fun. good. That's a good one. Like that a lot. Uh, throw 40 countries into a hat, pick out one, then make that the WrestleTalk team. Then make the WrestleTalk team a full three meal course, I guess, from oh. that country. Have you have you hosted like a big dinner party? I hosted Christmas last year. For family. Mm. So host a big dinner party, come dine with me style, for like eight friends. Yeah. Me, are you, are you angry to come around? <laughs> Um, run a London marathon that's never going to happen I don't recommend it yeah uh, learn to speak another language was Welsh Welsh you. was on my list and lastly learn the ukulele um, on a completed separate, that one on a separate note I'm 14 August and uh, my missus the weird girl who says cereals instead of cereal <laughs> has planned a surprise tour of America she's currently in contact with someone from AEW to try and organise going to Dynamite <gasps> if we're close by at the time it's a long shot but please keep your fingers crossed keep up the good work PS um, that's right Alex lovely stuff Good stuff. Actually, there were some really good suggestions on there. I like the... Surfing lesson. I like the surfing lesson. I like the film, the box office mm. one. That's really, really tidy. So thank you very much, Alex. And the meal you're going to cook me and my partner. Well, I would just that do that a good one. anyway. Like, I don't need but to... But now do... it can be... You've got 40 things to go. <laughs> this is what is like easily achievable yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. You can just tick those off the list. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for uh, listening. We will see you tomorrow. It's me and Angela from Hobby Night doing the Team Danuk show. And then Pete and Tempest are back again to review Smackdown and Rampage on Saturday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.